Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. It's my pleasure today to introduce um, our keynote speaker today. Um, Chaplain Kerry Frizzell and her husband Malcolm I have known for nearly a quarter of a century. Kerry has been in ministry for over 25 years and is an ordained pastor within our movement, the ACC, having served at Liberty Church and then Hope Church under our national president, Wayne Elkhorn. Kerry has served as state chaplain for Mission Australia and a Queensland police chaplain before she joined the Australian Army in 2018. Kerry has served with the 1st Aviation Regiment in Darwin and is currently serving with, and wait for this title, the Defence Force School of Signals Electronic Warfare Wing and the 7th Signals Regiment at Karbala, just, just north of Toowoomba. She was deployed on Operation Bushfire Assist at the beginning of 2020 and received a New South Wales Premier's Bushfire Emergency Citation. And in December of last year, she was awarded the 414 Award to a chaplain who has been an exemplar of the values of the Australian Army. The 414 Award is named because there were 414 chaplains sent by our nation to the First World War. It is our absolute honour to have Kerry present our keynote address on this Anzac Day. Can you please join with me to make her feel very welcome? Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, good morning, Highway. How are we? What a special day. I think Anzac Day seems to get more and more special every year. Um, I think we get more and more of an understanding of what it really means to live in this great country and be thankful for the service of people like Bob. Thank you, Bob, very, very much. Um, I actually find it's more of an Australia Day than an Australia Day these days. I don't, maybe it's because I wear the uniform now, but there you go. So thank you very much for your welcome. Thank you, Pastor Byron and Anne, for trusting me, being here. Um, Greg has introduced me, so I won't go into too much other detail other than to say a couple of things. One is that I joined in my 50s. Um, I had been in ministry for a, a long time and done a whole lot of other things and then God just sort of tapped me on the shoulder. And so in my 50s, just before the cutoff age to join, I joined the army. Now what that means when you're in your 50s is that um, you have to do the same fitness test as those who were 16, 17 and 18. So it's hard work <laughs> when you're in your 50s. But the reason I even mention that is when God calls you to do something, he enables you to do it. And we can look at our own failures and restrictions and disqualify ourselves. But if God's in it, you just got to trust him. Now, I don't know all your histories. I don't know all your families. You may have mothers, fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers, even great-grandfathers who have served in the Defence Force. You yourself may have once served 
And I know there are those who are part of this church who have served or are still serving. This country, this church, and I thank you so much for your service. In fact, some of you may have grandfathers or great-grandfathers who are buried in a far-off country that you possibly haven't even had a chance to visit yet. In fact, when these young men left the shores of Australia, they may never have heard about the country they were about to die in, the place we now know as Anzac Cove. The reality is, two out of every three young Australian men who joined up for World War I were killed fighting for this country. If you want to know the name of these young men, many who hadn't even reached the age of 21, then go to any country town in Australia or New Zealand, doesn't matter how big or small, and they will have a memorial to the Great War. On that memorial, we'll list all the names of those people from that region who fought and those who died. Young Australian men voluntarily enlisted in their thousands. There was no conscription for World War I. In fact, Australia was the only nation that had 100% volunteers that went to World War I. It was a matter of enormous pride to serve this country. They actually had signed up for an adventure, an all-expenses-paid boat trip to Gallipoli. The boat landed them at a cove in the Gallipoli Peninsula in Turkey. Immediately, there was a hail of machine gun fire. Some of these young men never even made it out of the boat. Others drowned in the sea after being shot. After days of trying to advance up the cliffs, it became impossible. A stalemate followed and trench warfare began. By this time, 2,000 Australian and New Zealand men were already dead. The Australia and New Zealand troops were called the Australasian Army Corps. For some reason, New Zealanders weren't happy with that name. So they became the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps, which of course we now know them as the Anzacs. As news of these casualties began to filter back to Australia, so did the heroism of the Anzacs from all sources. The British were amazed at their toughness, their resilience and their tenacity. Stories were told of their bravery by the French. Our war correspondents commented on our men and even the enemy themselves were astounded at the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. Now I wanna to talk to you about the role of a chaplain a specific chaplain who we in our role in the Defence Force take inspiration from. At the age of 20, William McKenzie was an unbeliever until he was woken at 4 a.m. in the morning by the audible voice of God. This happened four days in a row. So he got up and rode his horse 16 miles to the Bundaberg Salvation Army Hall ran straight to the front and committed his life to God. He was from that moment until his dying breath a radical evangelist. He served the Anzacs at Gallipoli, the Middle East 
and the Western Front. During this time, it is estimated he personally led between 2,800 and 3,000 men to a living faith in Christ, as well as burying hundreds of those. He took part in the charge at Lone Pine, armed with a shovel, because chaplains weren't allowed to carry weapons. His boy pleaded, boys pleaded with him to stay, but Mackenzie said, boys, I've preached to you. I've prayed with you. I'm not afraid to die with you. He was wounded and narrowly escaped death many times. He declares that he heard God's audible voice save his life on no less than six occasions. He was presented the military cross by the king himself. Diggers loved him. And after World War I, Mac was one of the most famous Australians. To you, Highway, maybe the example of William Mackenzie is one that you can also find inspiring as you serve your community, as you serve your neighbours, your friends and your family. The title of my message this morning is called, Do You Want to Leave a Legacy? There's a song from about a decade ago. Some of the lyrics go like this. I don't mind if you've got something nice to say about me. I enjoy an accolade like the rest. And you could take my picture, hang it in a gallery of all the who's who's and so and so's that used to be the best at such and such. Wouldn't matter much. I won't lie. It feels all right to see your name in lights. We all need a attaboy or at a girl. But in the end, I'd like to hang my hat on more besides the temporary trappings of this world. I want to leave a legacy. How will they remember me? Did I choose to love? Did I point to you enough? I want to make a mark on things. I want to leave an offering. A child of mercy and grace who blessed your name unapologetically and leave that kind of legacy. Not well-traveled, not well-read, not well-to-do or well-bred, just want to hear instead, well done, good and faithful one. Comes from the scripture that many of you would know in Matthew 25 verse 23, which says, well done, good and faithful servant. Many of you, maybe not all of you, know that this comes from a story where Jesus was telling a parable about three servants who were given talents by their master. And the master went away. And when he came back, they had to account for what they'd been given. Some had multiplied what they were given and one poor sod had buried it and got into trouble. It's not the amount of the talent that is given that's not the point. The amount of the talent that was multiplied or even hidden, that's not the point. The question to ask is, are we using what God gave us to bring heaven to earth or are we burying our talent? Are we using what God gave us for the common good? I love the message version of this scripture. 
where the master says to the servant, good work, you did your job well. From now on, be my partner. Isn't that an incredible picture? From now on, be my partner. We are partners with God in this thing called life. What an incredible privilege it is that we get to serve him every day we wake up. God has entrusted this world and the people in it to you and me. Wow. I mean, he sent Jesus. Jesus did his thing and then Jesus goes, now it's your turn. And he trusts you with that. It's your turn to partner with God. Our divine purpose and call is to partner with him and the divine mandate to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. Using Jesus as our example, we are to reach the broken, the sad, the lonely, the outcast, the fringe dwellers, the lost, the unqualified, and share with them the good news that they are in fact qualified, found, no longer lost, no longer outcast, they are accepted. Every single one of you has talent in all sorts of forms. Maybe your talent is time. Maybe it's gifts that you have, skills that you have. Maybe there's an opportunity in front of you. You can choose to use your talents to partner with God or bury that talent and do nothing with it. My husband currently works for an organisation that, that is represented in various countries around the world that go in and rescue children from child trafficking. Children from as young as 18 months are trafficked and sold and there are men and women in various countries around this world that go in risking their lives to save these kids. Then there's Jeremy and Jessica Courtney. Some of you may know about their organisation called Preemptive Love Coalition. They started that in the middle of the Iraq war. They were in a hotel lobby and a father brought his daughter to them and said, please, will you try to save her? She had a heart complaint. And they looked at each other and thought, we're here. What can we do? They discovered there were thousands of children just like her in Iraq that they weren't able to get the health care that they needed. So they threw themselves into this work, providing thousands of life-saving heart surgeries in war-torn and unreached parts of Iraq, bringing teams of doctors from overseas to train the local staff so they could be the long-term solution to the country's healthcare crisis. When ISIS stormed onto the scene in 2014, they were positioned to respond because they had moved into other countries. They rushed to the front lines, delivering aid, bringing food and water, and they were the first to reach the families inside Mosul as the battle raged. They expanded into Syria in 2016 and were there to provide food and other aid for that country's brutal civil war. But legacies aren't always as big and bold as public or even heard about as 
Jeremy and Jessica Courtney's as Maccas, Padre Macca. There's the son or daughter who, while looking after their elderly parent who doesn't remember them, also reaches out to the other people in the home that their parents are in. There's a mum or dad who spends every waking moment caring for their disabled son or daughter, but also reaches out to others in that same disability service. There's the neighbour who always looks out for the single mum on one side and the lonely man or woman who lives on the other side. These are people who may have thought they had one talent, but they unburied it. They didn't put it away. They're using it to reach their world. There's the teacher who knows every child's name in their class, knows what they love to do, and is determined to bring the best out of them so they flourish in life. Teachers, I applaud you. You have a talent that you have unburied and you're using it and you're partnering with God to make an impact in your world. What about pastors Byron and Anne? Served Highway Church for 26 years, praying for you, crying with you, loving you through the ups and downs, partnering with God to bring light to many. They unburied their talent They're legends, church. They're legends. We're called to be salt and light. Salt is tasty, just in moderation. Salt is tasty. Light is seen. We're called to be that to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. When we hear stories about people that unbury their talent, it moves us. And it challenges us. You're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and accidentally do this. You have to wake up with the full intention of making someone else's life better. Whose life outside your immediate family is better because you're in it? In this room is so much talent, so many talents to make a difference, to partner with God on his plans on this planet. You can make a significant difference tomorrow or when you leave here. You can make a difference in your community, to your neighbourhood, in your workplace, to the person at the coffee shop, to the girl at the checkout. You can make a difference wherever you go. We've got to just think about it. We get so caught up in doing our thing. Oh, I've got here to go and there to go and this to do and that to do. And we miss the fact that Jesus himself was interruptible. Be interruptible with those opportunities that come alongside you that sometimes if you're so focused on your own stuff, you don't see it. However, they're there. Every day they're there. Whether it's in small things or in large things, they're there. And to quote another song, and you cannot imagine all the places you'll see Jesus. But you'll find him everywhere you thought he wasn't supposed to go. So go. And hold all the mothers whose babies bleed from bullet holes. 
and feed all the hunger, the bellies and the bones, and shout for the prisoner, cry for justice loud and long, and march with the victims as Jesus marches on, and sit at the tables because Jesus eats with everyone, and dance to the music if you can't sing its native tongue, and cry for the wombs, the mothers and the empty arms. And hold high the warriors fighting now for freedom's song. And love, 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 love like it's your own blood. Love, love, love as you have been loved. See, I want to leave a legacy. How will they remember me? Did I choose to love? Did I point to you enough? to make a mark on things. I want to leave an offering, a child of mercy and grace who blessed your name unapologetically. I want to leave that kind of legacy. I know there are those here this morning who are already doing exceptional things. And what I believe God wants to say to you today is sometimes it has to be enough that God alone sees and knows. And know this, God does see and God does know. God doesn't miss a thing. Keep unburying your talent. Even if you think, I've just got one. Unlike that chap in the parable that Jesus spoke about who had the one and looked at the others and there was more than he had and they've got so much and they can do so much. So I've got this little thing and it really doesn't mean much and I don't know what to do with it so I'm just gonna bury it so I don't lose it. How about we determine today, church, to leave a legacy with the talent that he's given us, whatever that looks like. Make a choice. Because that's what this is. It's a choice to do something with your one amazing, wild and wonderful life. To leave a legacy. Whatever that looks like for one, for ten, for a hundred, for more, it, that doesn't matter. Use what you've got to make a difference and partner with God on the planet. Musos, can I ask you to come up, please? Highway, your world is rich with opportunity to leave deposits of Jesus and a divine touch in every day. You are God's partners as you bring what you have to the table to others. Keep doing what you're doing, it's extraordinary. And when you do that, it's touched by the Holy Spirit. See, we do things that we think are little, but when the breath of God is on it, it's multiplied, it's powerful, it touches hearts and lives that we have no clue what that even looks like because we just give our talent and do what we do, but God blows on that and the Holy Spirit blows on that. It's incredible. It's how I approach my role. I'm like, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? You and me, we're going on an adventure today. I wake up in the morning and I put on my uniform and I go to the barracks 
And I have a plan and sometimes there's boring meetings and sometimes there's exciting meetings and sometimes there's all sorts of things that happen on an army barracks. There's all sorts of people that are there. And I might know that I'm heading to X person's office down at headquarters for an example. Don't have an appointment, I just know I need to go and see them. But on my way there, Holy Spirit, what are we doing today? And Holy Spirit says, turn right. So I turn right and walk down to that squadron and I walk in and wander around and I walk into someone's office and they go, oh, Padre. Boy, I needed to see you today. So we close the door. We have a conversation. That never possibly could have, would have happened if I hadn't have listened to Holy Spirit tell me to turn right. It's that simple. You don't have to join the army and put on a uniform and do what I do. However, if you want to do that, talk to me. But you can, through your day, walk along and go, Holy Spirit, what are we doing today? Who are we reaching today? Sometimes it's, I'm, I really am walking that thing out that says, preach every day and if necessary, use words. That's my life. Walking around being the hands and feet of Jesus to people in whatever it is that they find themselves in. Jeremy and Jessica, who started Preemptive Love, started by finding one young girl who needed some help. Keep looking for those moments and see what God can do with you as you unbury your talent and sow it into others. Love. Love, love, love as you have been loved. So yes, we pause today to remember and honour those who've paid the ultimate price for our nation and our freedom, those who have left a legacy, those who have gone before us as an example. And can we take this moment to acknowledge all former and current members of our Australian Defence Force, the brave men and women who represent our country on a daily basis, who are taking their talent, unburying it and leaving legacies. Please continue to pray for our protection as we continue to serve in many and different capacities all around the world. I want to close by praying a prayer that could be heard at various Anzac services around the country today. And then I'll continue to pray. And I have one important question to ask you. So if I could ask you to bow your heads, please. Lord, our guide and friend, we remember with thanksgiving those who made the supreme sacrifice for us in times of war. We pray that the offering of their lives may not have been in vain. May your grace enable us to dedicate ourselves to the cause of justice, freedom and peace. And give us wisdom and strength to build a better world. Help us to overcome the barriers that divide people and nations from one another. Lord, help us to use our talents. Help us to hear your still, small voice through the day 
as we partner with You on this journey of life, taking our eyes off ourselves and refocusing it onto others. May we see that tear or that downcast person or that person struggling or maybe we don't see it in the natural, but we see it in our spirit and we come alongside and we minister with a meal, with a smile, with a lift, with whatever it is. God, we wanna join with You. We want to partner with You on this planet to bring heaven to earth. Minister Your love, Your kindness, Your compassion, Your goodness, Your unfailing love and Your amazing grace. And in this moment, you may have never been in church before and you heard there was an Anzac service on today and you found yourself in these four walls or maybe you've been to church before and this was your first time back. Whatever your situation is right now, maybe you've been coming to church for a long time but this morning is time when you want to just dedicate your life again wholeheartedly to Jesus Christ. You may have never dedicated your life wholeheartedly to Jesus Christ and you're thinking, there's something about this. I want to explore this. I want to look at this. I'm hearing these things and it's meaning something to me. This moment can be just for you. See, Jesus said, no greater life, no greater love has someone than he laid down his life for one's friends. That is said on Anzac Day, but Jesus also said it for you. He laid down his life for you. That you, in noting that and seeing that and responding to that, could become a fully devoted follower of him and leaving a legacy as you work out his plans for you on this planet. I'm just going to pray a prayer. And if you in this moment would like to reach out to the love of Jesus Christ and have Him as the Lord of your life, and all that means is He'll lead you, He'll guide you, and you can be a fully devoted follower of Him. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You for Your love your grace and the life of Jesus Christ and then his death and his resurrection that was done for us. And Lord, for those in the room this morning that are rededicating their heart and their life to you, those in the room this morning that are coming to you for the very, very first time, may this be a moment, a day, a time that is significant for them as in their own way right now that they're reaching out to you. I'm just going to be quiet for just a moment as quietly 
We also say, we all say our own prayer of dedication of our lives to Christ. Just a moment while the music plays where you can be quiet before him. And if you're accepting him for the first time, all you need to say is, Jesus, I need you. Thank you, Father, for your presence in this place. Thank you, Father, for the awesome men and women, young men and women, the kids that are part of this incredible church. May they leave a legacy. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to hand back to Greg. Thanks. Thanks.